Welcome to this service of Evensong, as we celebrate St. Peter, chief among the apostles, the rock on whom Christ builds the church, and yet the one who denied his Lord three times, and yet was reinstated by Christ as the one who would share the gospel around the Near East and lay down his life as a martyr. And wherever we are, whatever has happened to us, we can be encouraged as we look at St. Peter that as we open our hearts to follow Christ, yes, we will get things wrong, but Christ's love and grace will renew us and enable us to follow him still. Words from Psalm 66. Come hither and hearken, all ye that fear God. I will tell you what he hath done for my soul. Praise be God, who hath not cast out my prayer, nor turned his mercy from me. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here begins the eleventh verse of the thirty fourth chapter of the prophecy of Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Here ends the first lesson.
Here begins the 15th verse of the 21st chapter of the Gospel according to John. When Jesus and his disciples had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had reclined next to Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. Here ends the second lesson.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us.
May I speak in the name of the Holy and Blessed Trinity, one God in three persons. Amen. Being a disciple of Jesus is never straightforward. There's just no easy guidebook that says if you do X, then Y, and after that Z, you can be sure you're going about it in the right way. Being a disciple of Jesus is never straightforward, but there are times when it feels even harder than others. At times like this, when the world as we know it has changed almost beyond recognition, and we have no real sense of what the future will hold, being a disciple feels about as hard as it could be. At times like this, when our usual reference points, like going to church, receiving the Eucharist, praying with others, have all dissolved around us. What does it mean to be a faithful follower of Jesus? It is at times like this, when the earliest disciples, especially Peter, whose feast day is tomorrow, can be our guide along the way. One of the striking features of the first disciples is that they spent much of their time with Jesus, being amazed, but also bemused, perturbed, and sometimes even frightened. Time and time again, Jesus turned upside down their hopes and their dreams about who he was and what he had come to do. All their expectations about a Messiah and what a Messiah would do fell to dust before their eyes in the person of Jesus. Peter, in particular, struggled with this. He argued with it. It's almost as though we can hear the echoes of his shouts in the text, but that's not what I expected you to do. Indeed, our struggles today pale into insignificance against Peter's questions and doubts and outrage. When time after time, Jesus defied his expectations, his hopes and his dreams. Peter might have struggled to understand who Jesus was, he might even have disagreed occasionally with what Jesus did. But through it all, he followed him, sometimes arguing, often getting the wrong end of the stick, but always passionate about the one who had called, come, follow me. So passionate was Peter that his horror when Jesus suggested he would deny him three times was palpable. He, Peter, would never do that. Though, as we all know, he did deny Jesus and wept bitterly when he realised what he'd done. This is what brings us to the heart of what being a disciple means. At no point did Jesus chastise Peter for his angry outbursts, his stupid questions, not even for his denial. All Jesus asked was that Peter continued to follow, to continue to learn seeing the world through Jesus' eyes, and after the resurrection, right at the end of John's Gospel, to feed my sheep. This gives us a clue for how to live as a disciple in these complex times. We are called to follow Jesus no matter what, whether we understand what's going on or not, whether things go as we expect or as now in another direction entirely. We are welcome to argue, to question, to scratch our heads in bemusement. It's all fine so long as we carry on following where Jesus leads. We are called to follow Jesus, even when we get it wrong, when we do the thing we never dreamed ourselves capable of, when in our fear we make the wrong call or go the wrong way. When we do, 
as surely we will. Jesus will, as he did with Peter, ask us if we love him and invite us to carry on. We are called to follow Jesus and in that following to pour out his love on those around us, feeding his sheep as he commanded Peter to do at the end of John's Gospel. And that's it. It's as simple as that. It's as hard as that. No one ever said being a disciple was easy, least of all Peter. It involves stepping out into the unknown, leaving behind everything we thought we knew. But we don't go alone. The Jesus who called Peter still calls us today. Come, follow me. Being a disciple at a time like this is not straightforward. But then, it never has been. Amen. Let us pray. On the eve of the great feast of St Peter, we pray for the church throughout the world, giving thanks that we are built upon the firm foundations of the apostolic faith. Within the Anglican Communion, we pray for the church in North India, in Sweden and in Finland, and for Prem, Eva and Simo, bishops in those places. We pray for the church in this land, and within our Diocese of London, we pray for Sarah, our bishop, and for our area bishops, as they exercise the ministry of the apostles in our age. We pray for the peace of the world and for the renewal of the earth. We pray for the stability of the nations and for friendship between peoples. We pray for those whom we know to be sick and struggling at this time and for deliverance and endurance in suffering. And in this stillness, we bring before the Lord our own thanksgivings, biddings, and prayers. O Lord, whose love is assured and whose help is ever at hand, keep your faithful, we pray, under the protection of your good providence and in the comfort of your mercy, that we, being favoured thus, may bring others into the joy of Christ's religion, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.